1: Hey guys, happy Wednesday. We're recording before I've had coffee, so my voice sounds like an old man. Happy
0: Wednesday. You also
1: sound so down in the dumps today. It's not, I literally, well, what it is, I'm not down in the dumps at all. Down what in it is- the dumps? What it is, is I forgot to set an alarm. I even forgot to turn on the baby monitor. So I don't even remember when Luna came into the room with me. And I woke up at five of nine and I was supposed to teach yoga at nine. Oh,
0: well, that makes sense why you didn't respond to my early morning TikToks. Right.
1: And then no one showed up to my class. Kind of thank God because I look like Wreck of the Hespers. And then I was like, let's record now. So that's why I sound like this. I haven't had coffee. Coffee is what makes me sound like a normal human being. I'm on my second cup. Yeah, coffee is what cures my depression. Yeah, uh, Cures a lot of things
0: Anyway, we've got a great show for you guys Even though my voice doesn't sound like it
1: (laughs) Don't let our demeanors fool you We actually love what we do for a living (laughs) That's true We are introducing a new segment called Say what? Say what? Maybe we should just call it who? Huh? What you say And then
0: we're talking with Laura Marks Founder of MyBizU All about the mom dilemma And how you can beat it Because you know Mom dilemma That's our everyday That's what we call our lives Mom
1: dilemma I always thought it was If you can't beat it Join it But no she says you can beat it So that's good Right yeah
0: As always we have Hashtag swag bag But up next Take it away Luna Kicking okay, shit Okay, can I just start by saying I was watching TikToks in bed. So Sebastian's sick. He woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't breathe out of his nose, freaked out. He's sick. He's in bed with us, didn't go to school today. And I'm watching TikToks. And this one about feral people comes out up <laughs> in Appalachia. And Matt makes fun of me. He's like, oh, you're going to go record a whole feral people episode? I was like, in my dreams? I'd love to. We're like, yeah, we are. I could talk for 30 minutes about the feral people of Appalachia. But in this video, by the way, this woman was like, y'all don't know about Appalachia and the feral people. This is my blood lineage. And this
1: is part of my life. And those of you who have moved here as adults, and Matt goes, who moves there as an adult? Just know that if you ever are like, how do I pronounce that? I'll throw in Appalachia. That's how you know what. If you never, if you're like, I don't know how to pronounce that word. It's Appalachia. Like I'll throw an apple at you. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha.
0: Carrie, I propose we do a joint tits because we've got two good tits. Maybe a little bit of the same shit. Yes.
1: Do you want, should we just do them together? Sure. First tit is that Ashley and I went to the cabin this weekend that she talks about all the time. And our kids, this is the tits part. Our kids were basically like old lovers. Or brother and sister. We're not, we're not sure. (laughs) It's sort of, I was calling it like, it was very a Travis and Courtney vibe. Like they were hair braiding and cuddling and canoodling. It was like.
0: But then they were also slapping the shit out of each other, which we don't know let Travis and Courtney do that, but in our head, you know. They do.
1: They're punk rock, (laughs) so it could happen. Megan and Machine Gun Kelly. Right. definitely do something like that together. Anyway, it was so cute. And when they did fight, this was also my tits. (laughs) Mine too. Seba turned into like Dr. Phil, but like in the good way. All of a sudden he became really diplomatic and was like, I need to talk to her. (laughs) So
0: mature. So we're, we're sitting down to dinner and luna just keeps slapping the shit out of sebastian <laughs> and we're all telling her to stop we're all screaming at her he's screaming at her carrie as i am she's not stopping she finally gets a timeout. mind you my son has no pants on because i feel like you need to really <laughs> visualize a long button down like tommy bahama type shirt no pants on a little three-year-old boy so luna gets a timeout, and sebastian's you know sitting at the table with us and and i he goes mama can I go talk to Luna?
1: And I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Let me also, he walks over there sweetly and Luna goes, I don't like you. That's like (laughs) the first thing that she says out of his mouth. And he gets so upset. He's like, but I love you with my whole heart. He goes, why
0: you keep hitting me? I love you so much. I want to be your friend. But if you keep hitting me, I don't want to be your friend. It's not nice. It hurts my feelings. And going on and on about, like, how she's hurting his feelings and how it's not and nice. And Luna's, like,
1: laughing and yes. saying, I'm not your friend. <laughs> and trying
0: and, like, to hit him again. Right. She's, like, literal
1: psychopath.
0: So he doesn't stop. Then she finally gets out of timeout. She won't eat her food. He walks over to her side of the table, puts his elbow on the table, rests his head on his hand. And he goes... Luna, why you not eat dinner? It's very good. It give you energy to play. <laughs> like, I don't understand who my child is. I got very emotional. Was like, it's very delicious. Yeah. Your mama made great corn salad. Uh, that's another one of my tits, by the way, was that corn salad, which I saw again today when it exited my body. <laughs> <laughs> but Sebastian was just like, so I've never seen him interact with a child like this. It just for me, I guess that means school is working because I imagine he's probably behaving like this at school. And just like what a sweet little thing he is. He is so sensitive. I can't believe he is so nice to everyone else and such a monster with me. Well,
1: that's what I said I said you know how you feel right now when Luna is treating you this way that's how your mommy feels mm-hmm. he was like cool 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 let's move this conversation on to something else yeah so
0: our shits I think it's safe to say our only shits were that they had periods where they were just complete fucking nut jobs and we were losing our mind because they would not listen like there was play-doh everywhere there was it was just like chaos chaos ensuing. I also
1: have a separate shits where my child might actually be a sociopath
0: <laughs> oh she is she definitely is but our other joint we have two other joint tits god one big tit like it's a
1: sports bra this is or like some
0: shit like that the chick on total re- in total recall with the three boobs that's our tits today <laughs> on top of that we're gonna start rolling out some like nice high-end merch so we started working on some stuff on at the cabin these really cute necklaces i'm really excited for you guys to see them it was all carrie's idea and it's like so cute i think you guys will love it and can i can i do the third one one? We have just signed a deal with Cafe Mom, which is a mom media company. I'm sure you guys know about it, where we are going to start partnering with them for our podcast, our live shows. It's pretty huge for us. It's, you know, over a year of work that's really paying off. We're going to be doing more content with them, partnerships, exciting stuff to come. So um, what you need to know is for the rest of June, we're going to be releasing some mini episodes, little 10-minute, snippet things to just knowing me it'll probably be a little longer than 10 minutes because girl
1: love to talk but I know you get
0: the idea just little things to keep you coming back and enjoying and laughing and feeling like your friends are there but in the meantime we're going to spend the rest of the month really uh prepping for this big launch in July getting you some really awesome content and new good things. So we're really excited to see where this goes. We hope
1: you guys will come along for the ride. You like us. Well, we don't know if they do, but Cafe Mom does. And, you know, I think I think one of the greatest things about this partnership, just to amp you guys up and also allay your fears, it'll be the same show. We are still going to keep it real, real, real. Oh, yeah. And nasty. But we'll have the availability to bring you more interesting content, different stuff, bigger partnerships. Yep more interviews it's gonna be really awesome yeah the show really shouldn't be changing in any way other than
0: we're partnering with a bigger company and hopefully even more people find us and love
1: us maybe we can like see you live at the casinos at the Borgata oh my god (laughs) I would absolutely fucking die if we got to
0: perform at the Borgata I feel like that is like a true level up for me <laughs> uh, My cousins
1: call it the Borgata.
0: Matt and I only stay at the Borgata. PS.
1: Love the Borgata. Anyway, we'll see you at the Borgata in 2022. Hopefully, fingers crossed, guys. Come along for the ride, Borgata. Do the right thing. Reach out. <laughs> I
0: mean, honestly, if the Countess Luann can film a music video there, I don't know why we can't do a
1: live show. Listen, I'm from right outside that town, and my my high school prom was at the Borgata. <gasps> so. It was. All my proms, Harris, Borgata, Caesars, yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Isn't it so Jersey of me that all my proms from a
0: a Catholic school were at a casino. God, so many high schoolers were doing it at the Borgata.
1: Totally. And everywhere else, too. Yeah. Anyway, um, stay tuned, (laughs) because next we have our new segment. Say what? What? What you say? Guys, I decided to do the segment, Say What? Because kids say the darndest things. As a nanny, I remember kids saying the darndest things. And now I have my child. And so this segment, Say What? Is when your kid says something to you, you probably have them repeat it again so that you can record it. Because this shit is weird. Yeah. And this is the perfect opportunity. We would love to hear stuff that your kid has said even better record it send it to us and we will play your kids saying it yes. on the show because who doesn't like something weird said in an accent that is unrecognizable and bizarre which is what every kid sounds like it's the best yeah so reach out to us on Instagram at momrush podcast or you can
0: email us at momtrushpod at gmail.com but we want to hear from you send us a little voice
1: note without coffee I am not I know I know I'm here for you I got your back the most recent thing that Luna did and this is sort of like when you- you also are like, wow, kids are geniuses. Like I remember one time my sister's kid threw up and it was the first time he had ever thrown up and he said that he pooped out of his mouth, which is like kind of makes sense. It makes said. perfect sense. out my mouth, right? So Luna had one of those. We were taking a walk late in the day as a family. It was where the sun was behind you. So it was like those long shadows in front of us. And Luna said, why is there a picture of us in front of us? doing the same thing. And I was like, oh, that's called a shadow. Another thing, say what? And this is more just like my kid being a sociopath is the other day we were, I was teaching yoga on Zoom to a full class. And when there's kids there, so one of the students had a kid laying in Shavasana and my kid was laying in Shavasana. I said, as they do. And let's think of something we're grateful for. So the kids shouted out what they're grateful for. I forget what Luna said. I think she said poop in airplanes, which is what she normally says all the time. Same. I said pooping on airplanes is even better. It's not though. I know but it's awful. you know oh and then what makes you happy she said playing ball outside with her family which we've never done so I guess it means she's not happy and then out of nowhere she goes, maybe that would solve all the problems and then she goes let's talk about what makes us sad and she starts working like that Joey from Friends episode where he has to pinch his leg hair to cry yeah she starts working her tears and she starts getting real tears like an inside the actor studio audition and she goes I get so incredibly sad, incredibly, so incredibly sad when my mama hits me in the face. It hurts so bad. I get so sad. Everybody like shot their head up from Shavasana. I was like, guys, I have never hit her. She goes, it makes me so sad. And then I was like, moving on. She goes, let's talk about what makes us mad. I was like, okay. She's like, reading. (laughs) What is wrong with you? You love reading. Literally. I never hit you in the face. You have full <laughs> tears. Like, this is like a soap opera audition. Like, what is wrong with you? Say what?
0: My example is
1: Sebastian calls
0: hand sanitizer, sanitizer, <laughs> <laughs> Which is not at all the same thing as what you just said. But I do think it's funny. He also, because uh, he's sick this morning, said, Mama, I got the virus. I got the virus. And I was like, oh, my God, so traumatic!" I was like, you don't have the virus, honey. And then he was like, I said, you know, if you're not feeling better later today, we have to call the doctor. He goes, I'm feeling very sick. We need go, doctor. <laughs> I was like, OK, you're OK. The other day we were talking about, you know, packing mm-hmm. for the cabin. And he said to my mom, he goes, Twix, why some people call tweez toilet tweeze? <laughs>
1: And that, all of us lost it. We were like, that's amazing. We're like, somebody because you want to piss on them all the time. That's why it's called a toiletry. That's why. Why they call tweez, toilet tweez? Oh, my God. I love that. That's adorable. Luna also recently has started saying, instead of ta-da, she says a-ta. And I think it's because she's Jewish. What what does being Jewish have to do with that? Baruch Ata uh, oh, know. Right? Oh, 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 oh.
0: <laughs> got it, got it. We're trying to teach the passion what testicles are. <laughs> he was like what my testicles Matt goes your balls like what we've been calling your balls those are your testicles and and he goes well why some people call balls why some people call testicles and I was like well it's the same thing as like sometimes we call it your penis but then sometimes we call it your weenus or your weenie or whatever so now he points to his balls and calls them tentacles
1: That's that. Love. I love this. I love this segment. I'm trying to think of some other weird stuff. My favorite story, my favorite I mean, it's the most uncomfortable story there is, but it's also funny. When I was a celebrity nanny, I babysat these two little boys. I'm not going to name their names because obviously. But anyway, these two little boys and they lived in even though they were celebrities because this is how it happens, they lived in like a two-bedroom in New York because it was their second place and right. they had a big old house in LA. They had two kids that had to sleep in the same room, which is always tricky. I don't know why I'm giving you so much forward story when this is not the story. Anyway, I had put the littlest one to bed and I was giving the older one a bath. And by older, I mean like three. Right. His mom and dad said, Oh, hey, we're doing this new thing with him to try to like get him to be more independent, like a big boy, where you can leave him in the bathtub. Like, don't fill up the tub too much. Stay close. And he's gonna like wash himself. And then he's gonna tell you when he wants you to come in and you'll do his hair and check that he actually washed himself. We're working on like independence. I do that, I put I check on the other kid. I like I was like, Are you okay in there? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm playing pirates. I'm like, Great. So then he goes, Okay, I'm ready. So I go in and I just give him like a quick with the washcloth, just like a once over on his whole entire body, you know to make sure that Because, you know, clean. kids are not right. thorough. And I wash his hair. And then I get him out of the bathtub. And I'm, like, doing, like, a, a vigorous towel shake. Right. You know, where you just like, yeah. Shake, yeah. shake, 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 yeah. shake, shake. Yeah. And he gets still. And I was like, is everything OK? And he goes, Carrie? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you are driving my penis crazy. And that <laughs> is driving me crazy. Just like that. He's three. I literally, hands up. I immediately, hands up. I'm like, there's got to be a nanny cam in here somewhere. <laughs> I just go, hands up. And the towel falls off. of I'm like, hey, Hands up, hands up, like I'm being arrested. Now internally I'm both extremely scared and hysterically laughing. Right, of course. I say the kid's name, I go, Well, that shows an amazing sense of cause and effect. Um, not really sure where you heard that. Where'd you hear where'd you hear that? He goes. For my parents. I was like, okay, cool. All right, so let's just get you dressed and go to bed. I immediately call my mom. I'm like, what do I do? She's hysterically laughing. <laughs> I call my brother. I'm like, what do I do? Hysterically laughing. Now, I've worked for these people for years, but they're not like the most fun people. Right. It doesn't seem like a this is... A normal thing for them. Right. And it's not the kind of thing I'm like, you don't want someone to hear this from their kid that Carrie right. made my penis crazy. So I'm like, I got to tell them I got to nip it in the bud. So they come home and I'm like, guys, how was your night? You know, everything went great. Um, However, I just wanted to tell you about something like and then I go, obviously, I'm not a molester. That's how I started it, which maybe that's not. Like, I was like, wait, not a great way to start the story, I was honestly. like, hope you guys had a great evening. The kids were so good. So obviously, you know, I'm not a molester. <laughs> and I was like, so I was giving him a bath. And like, I was like, you know, just telling him off when I was like on his shoulders. Like if there wasn't any, you know, obviously. And I, was, I like, was not touching his penis <laughs> <laughs> or his anus or anything else. And I was like, and he just said kind of robotically, like he literally was repeating something he'd heard, Carrie, you are driving my penis crazy and that's driving me crazy I was like good news is he's a smart kid evidently because that's like really good cause and effect and I go so I don't know where and then I'm just thinking like he probably heard it from his parents in the bedroom but I like also they're so weird I don't want to like throw them under the bus you know so I go I don't know maybe he picked it up at school which is also (laughs) terrible so maybe his teacher's a molester we don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it's not me I hope you do have a nanny cam so you can see. So anyway, the dad, like, kind of laughed. He was the cooler one. He was like, oh, kids, say the darndest things. He was like, say what? (laughs) (laughs) The mom, no lie, got completely quiet, went into the other room, and then I was never hired there again. (gasps) And I had been their nanny for years. Also, kids say the Ludacris. I slapped her in the face. Say what? The funniest, the piece de la resistance of this whole story is I tell this story often, and I was telling it in front of Lee and some friends. I don't know. Like it was like a we were having drinks. It was like a funny story. And Lee was like, "What was her name? What was that family's name?" And I said the name. He goes, "Jenny," and I go. Yeah, Jennifer. And he goes, no, Jenny, her dad was a, and names, because her dad was famous. And I go, yeah, he goes, we used to date in college. She like shaved her head and was like a riot girl. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what happened to her. But when I got to her, she was like, we don't believe in vaccines. We don't eat gluten. It was like a very stringent. I was like, ew, you're also old enough that I was a little kid nanny for your girlfriend. That's so funny. (laughs) Full circle, guys.
0: Well, on that note, Oh, I love that story. Should we move on to our today's guest? Yeah, it feels like a good segue. <laughs> Laura, do you drive my penis crazy? Let's go. I'm just changing the subject before someone calls the authorities on us. I did not touch his penis. I, I don't even. I didn't even see and it. And <laughs> our partnership is dead in the water. Alright everybody, today's guest is a former online strategy executive turned corporate dropout entrepreneur and mom of two with over a decade of experience building businesses online and being in the trenches herself. She's the founder of MyBizU, where her mission is to help moms across the globe build their own businesses. She's completely changing the game of entrepreneurship, flipping what's notoriously known for being a high risk and high stress path on its head. Reinventing the game to work for the biggest bosses out there moms. That's us, guys. So they can easily turn their passions and strengths into a profitable business that prioritizes what's most important to them and make it happen on top of an already busy schedule. She's a boss, and we're going to get into it in today's episode. We're going to talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, the working mom dilemma, which is actually an all of us mom dilemma, why she's so fucking passionate about
2: supporting moms (laughs) as business owners,
0: and why it should get you fired up too if it hasn't already. How she built her company, her biggest lessons, and advice for entrepreneurs and the ones in the making. And to top it all off, she's giving away a free resource for those out there who are interested in trading in the traditional options society gives us as moms to making money, doing what you love, on your schedule, please welcome Laura Marks. Hi, Laura.
1: Hi, ladies. First of all, not to be this girl, but you don't look like you could have a decade of anything. And also, I are you wearing lashes? Because that's fabulous,
2: you guys. It's my lighting. It's my lighting. So and good. It's funny. We're not on Zoom, but did you guys know there is a Zoom feature that makes you look ten years younger? Yes. I just discovered that, and it like makes me look like I have a dewy glow. <laughs> well, the sad thing is when I
1: first started using that, it looked good, but now two years into the pandemic and a hundred tequilas <laughs> later, <laughs> there's not much we can do. In no. It no longer makes no, a No, it dent. doesn't. Yeah. I'm still
0: like, ah, okay, there she is again about myself. There's that girl. <laughs> Bye.
2: <laughs> all right, Laura.
0: So let's get right into it. I feel like we've basically said it all in the intro,
2: but tell the people, tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do. Give us the full story. I'll keep it short and sweet. Yeah. I'm a former online strategy exec. I am corporate dropout, a podcast host, entrepreneur, mom of two. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. Both are in diapers. Both probably shouldn't be in diapers, but that's where we're at right now. So um, life is fun. I, in my former life, I led an online strategy team for, we would do multi-million dollar strategies for companies of all sizes. And my job was essentially to market and grow businesses online. And as moms listening can probably relate throughout my twenties, I just worked my ass off. I was a first one in, last one out, 60 plus hour weeks, traveling, climbing that corporate ladder, building a team. If I'm being completely honest, I didn't hate it. Like I feel like it just makes sense in your 20s to do all of that. And yep, it was fun and rewarding <laughs> until my tipping point. A few years ago, I became a mom. As your listeners are all aware, that alone is completely life-changing but on top of that I unfortunately had a near-death experience following the birth of my son I won't get into it because it's a real buzzkill and I don't want to freak anyone out that plans to have it, was it children. from <laughs> childbirth it was after like they basically left my placenta me too
1: me too Stop I it. had the same experience placenta previa and I actually like went to the other side for a second and saw myself yeah and I needed multiple units of blood yeah. oh our listeners she's, already she's know I talked, I've talked about, about, it about it on the show before we'll talk later When did yes. they discover it It's a long story involved me having a psychic gift and knowing that it was going to happen ahead of time and telling my mother. She has to take the story somewhere out of the normal, okay? Like a little weird. My mom was looking for it, and so when I told her I was losing time, she asked the doctors to recheck. Her mom's also a long-time nurse, so she knew. So My mom's a nurse practitioner. Oh, my God. So it, it, it happened while I was in the recovery room, not like when I went home, but because I had a premonition about it and wrote an email to all my family being like, I think I'm going to die in childbirth. I had this Stop. premonition. Every- Dude, yeah. I believe in mm-hmm.
2: that. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> I didn't have that premonition. So it sat inside of me and rotted for eight weeks. <gasps> oh, that's where it got in. They didn't know people. they didn't take your placenta. No, they didn't know. <laughs> Like it was so the percent bad, is like a wick. I, I, know. You know, I was like, I don't feel well. They're like, you're fine. <laughs> that
1: That's cool. what they said to me. I was like, guys, I, I went to the other side and I was floating outside my body. They're like, yeah, yeah, childbirth's hard. I was yeah. like, Oh, no, dudes. Anyway. Wow. Well, I
2: guys, mean, I was going to try to protect your listeners from this.
1: I was gonna say be an advocate. Like you need a patient advocate. You need to like stand up for yourself, moral of the story. A
2: hundred percent. If you feel something, it's probably if you see true. something, say something. Yes. We know that. Yes. Yeah. So aside from almost dying, which is
1: probably also a mom dilemma, uh, what is the mom <laughs> dilemma and why is it a problem?
2: <laughs> mom dilemma. Okay, so we're all familiar with the working mom dilemma, okay? Even if we don't know we're familiar right. with it. Basically, it's the issue that moms Face in society around having to balance working full time and being a full time mom. Amy Westervelt puts it best. She said, "We expect women to work like they don't have children and raise children as if they don't work." Our favorite quote. Love her too. She cracks me up because if you think about it, to get ahead in a company, you need to put in the work, which means fifty plus hour weeks to climb the corporate ladder. And for many, although not lately, it involves a long daily commute and or leaving their kids to travel. And to be a quote unquote good mom, you need to put in the work too, which means being at all their events, present with them at home, active in their school. That's a lot of work. Emotionally present, which is really like
0: the hardest one.
2: Yeah, 100%. I don't even know how to do that without a kid. No, no, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) We lose so many brain cells, you guys, in pregnancy and being a mom. So it's like we're we're all just... Scattered at this point. Like I, I hope one day it comes back, but I'm not fully. I'm positive. not. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not holding that and the alcohol. So I'm not gonna. I'm
1: not gonna hold <laughs> yeah, I was out. gonna say, coming off this long holiday weekend, <laughs>
2: um, we're all probably a few, a few brains fell short.
0: <laughs> Why do you think entrepreneurship is something that moms have a tendency to avoid?
2: Well, first, mom guilt, where we put ourselves last with everything. Like when we don't prioritize others ahead of ourselves, we can feel guilty for. Totally. It. Time We have none. We are already spread way too thin. So the idea of taking something else on is unimaginable, especially starting a business. The perception is that's a lot of work. The third one is we're risk averse because once we become moms, we don't want to put it's not just about us anymore. We don't want to put our family at risk financially by pursuing something that we want. It will take us away from our family. It will take over our lives. And it can be a financial risk, especially if we're giving up the stability of a nine to five job to pursue it. So I think those are probably the three biggest reasons why we're like, oh, that sounds like something I want to do. But, you know, not in reality. That's not possible.
1: Tell us about your journey to entrepreneurship and why you're so passionate about making this a way more accessible path for moms.
2: The options society gives us, just don't cut it for everyone, plain and simple, because we're either working full time and never seeing our kids or we're with our kids full time with no escape from them which can be even more painful. I guess let's talk about the mom guilt first because I want us to all trash that <laughs> because feeling like we're putting your dreams first is not being yeah. selfish. If you are someone who has the desire and passion inside of you, going after that is the most selfless thing you can do because when you give yourself that, you're a happier, more fulfilled person, wife, mom, friend. That's what the people you love most need from you. Totally. The other two uh, things, like the idea that starting a business is more work and stress than an to five job is and the idea that it's a risky move to make. Now, those are actually like valid points with the way when we think about entrepreneurship, as we know it, these perceptions aren't all wrong. And I experienced that firsthand in my own journey. And trying to start my business. Because of what I built my career on, you would have thought starting my own business would have been a breeze. I mean, I went in with like rose-colored glasses. I was like, this is going to be amazing. I was like, I'm going to start my business. First of all, <laughs> I started the wrong type of business. I kid you not, I thought I was going to be a mom blogger. That's hilarious because you guys, like, I'm like a B minus like B- mom. Like, I'm not even good at it. And I found myself working overtime trying to figure out how to like get everything together and get it off the ground. Once I had it launched, I was hustling my ass off every single day, like creating content and resources and posting to social media every day and pushing out all these emails. Like I was wasting so much time and money on things that were not getting me anywhere. So I found myself like months and months and thousands of dollars later and I was burnt out. I wasn't even excited about my business. Things felt like an uphill battle. I was overwhelmed by all the work and I was quickly burning through that savings. I pumped the brakes and I... And I was like, maybe I should quit. Maybe I should look for a new job. But I was like, hell no. After going through what I had went through now that I'm a mom, I couldn't imagine being off at work 10 hours a day, rushing out the door every morning to get my son to daycare and then running around at night trying to get, I mean, I don't cook dinner, but that's on my husband, but all the other things like cleaning and catching up on Netflix, like I wouldn't have time for all of it. So I was like, no, I do not want that life. Like I knew I was meant for more. I had to keep going. And so I just fully immersed myself in figuring out how to make this easy. Like it shouldn't be that hard. Everyone thinks that it has to be, but when you're an entrepreneur, you're blazing new paths and blah, 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 blah. 90% of it isn't blazing anything new path. There is an easy way to get your business figured out and get it up and launched in a matter of weeks. It's like, it shouldn't take that long. And there is a way 2021, like we can automate everything and you don't even need to be techie anymore. So I figured all of that out and I built a program for moms with a framework that really flips the entire experience on its head, allowing you to build a business that fits into your life, allows you to identify what your priorities are, what professionally and personally, instead of like climbing a corporate ladder towards a direction you're not even excited about going, you're basically like building your own ladder directly to where you want to be. That just gets me so fired up. The idea that A, we we need other options. Thinking about the possibilities of giving women, especially moms, this ability, this way to design a business and a life that fits our needs is just like, I mean, I can't think of anything more exciting than that.
0: I mean, I have to tell you, like, Carrie and I have been, everyone who listens to the show at this point probably knows our path, but we've been on our own doing Momtrage for over a year now. It really took us a while to grow. I mean, we've hustled so hard to get this to this point. But I feel like it's safe to say we're both burnt out. Like I can only create so much fucking content yeah. in a day. And I know that's what I have to do. But I like TikTok, Instagram, uh, making videos. It's just it, it, it starts to be a lot. So I, I feel like I need to sign up for this course.
1: What is the first thing that you recommend outsourcing? Well, I wouldn't
2: even start thinking about outsourcing right away. Like your first step is to figure out, you know, what direction you should be taking your business. Like what should it be? And then that process involves really identifying. So what I've done inside the program is identify all of the skill sets that you need to run a successful business and how certain types of business models require more of one thing than another. So when you go through that process of really honing in on what business model is right for you, you also in that process identify where your biggest weaknesses are and what to do about them. Because it's not about Mm. saying, okay, everyone should outsource their site because some people, including me, are good at that type of stuff. That is in itself one of the most amazing things about it because you can figure out through the process of designing your business, where you need some help the and how to find the best help for that. Because it's not always about hiring some expensive designer. Like It's more so about choosing an affordable tool where there are templates and you can just pick it and launch it and just plug in your content and get it done. And, and sometimes it's a combination of that. Maybe you want a tool and then you could hire... My favorite thing to do is hire girls in college that are in school for being a designer, because then you can turn it into a mentorship as opposed to like hiring them as an employee. Cause they honestly, at that age, they get way more out of that than money ever would give them. That would be how I would approach it. Definitely don't try to be a hero and take everything on at once, really figure out, okay, where do you shine and where could someone or, or some tool come in and pick up the slack for where uh, you don't have that expertise or skill set.
1: I was going to say that was one of the things that Ashley and I, when discussing having this podcast as a long-term thing, we're like, what are the things that drain you as a person? And what are the things that you enjoy? So that we have, this is a long haul, not a short haul. Let's try to figure out a way that we don't have to for too long do the shit that really makes us feel terrible. <laughs> you know? 100%. Yes. Yeah. Because it is we all have our skill sets and what we enjoy. Yeah. And what yes, we're good at. Too.
2: Yes. That is the biggest reason it feels like an uphill battle for so many people is they're either pursuing the wrong type of business model that requires them leaning on skill sets that they may not have or doing things that they're not excited about doing so you got to customize what your business model is as well as how you market it in a way that you're excited about it you're excited about the day-to-day work and you're excited about where it's taking you those types of things we're not thinking about like we look at other entrepreneurs who we admire and who have a successful Business and then we start one like theirs. That gives you a great business idea. That will not give you your great business idea. Right.
0: What are the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make when starting a business? And for those out there who are interested in exploring this as an option, what should they do instead in order to be successful? The
2: biggest one we've we've talked about, and I, it's my favorite one, is just pursuing the wrong business. Like we got to get you on the right track. That's the first one. Mistake number two is this idea of dabbling instead of doing. So taking forever to get your business off the ground by fiddling away at things like your branding and your logo and your website, because you'll end up exactly like I did, like months and months down the road and thousands of dollars out and you don't even have what you need in place in order to make money. It's like taking the scenic route to the airport when you have a flight to catch. Like regardless of how great your business idea is, if it time keeps passing by without you being able to prove that what you are pursuing is going to work, you'll quit. And the third one is trying to do all the things. Like as moms, we're so used to (laughs) taking on, like juggling a lot of stuff. And so a lot of us, when we pursue something like this, we're like, we got this. We get on Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, the clubhouse. We do the Facebook groups, the Facebook lives, the Instagram reels. We push all these emails. Oh, the list goes on and on. When you don't need to be doing any of that. I know. Oh God, that feels so freeing to hear you say that. None of that. Like I think that freaked me out the most is like, I don't want to post to social media for like all my ex boyfriends and my high school classmates to see me like doing the hustle. Like you don't need to do that. Like there are ways where you can automate all of that in without having any technical experience. It is literally so easy with, I have some really exciting tools that I use, like I can whip out a page in a matter of minutes and I have no design or tech background whatsoever. Um, so there are easier way to do things and you shouldn't be doing all of them. You should focus on what you uh, are excited about the most and you funnel people into an experience that will convert them into customers without you having to be involved. It is magic. Like it's the best thing.
1: We can tell that you know what you're doing because I went to theater school and none of this was even an option and whenever we talk whenever we talk to people who have any kind of business background or anything they're just things that like regular people wouldn't think of like there's a reason why you're what you were a strategist like you know how to get shit done so this is like yeah, super exciting. yeah why do you think
2: moms are best suited to be entrepreneurs? Let me count all of the reasons, right? I mean, we just talked about almost dying and then we're laughing about it. So we're, we're very resilient. <laughs> and we probably were still
1: getting shit done while dying. Because we are amazing multitaskers,
2: exactly. Oh yeah, was the near death after the first one or the second one? It was out. It was the first one, and then you went back for more. I know. I'm a glutton for punishment for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and I actually want more, so I'm basically psychotic. Yeah, it's pretty much. Especially because I'm like again, I'm not even good at it, but I'm like obsessed with them. They're I like, love
1: that you said you're like a B plus parent because that's how Ashley and I feel as well. B so. minus. Oh, B, B- minus. B-. Okay, B minus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we take a lick. And keep
2: on kicking. Yep. And we're amazing multitaskers. Well, we care. Like, yeah. we actually care. Like, of course, psh, I, when people feel guilty about, like, wanting to make a lot of money, I'm always like, psh, I'm. Gonna, I, my goal is to, like, buy a mansion next to one of the Real Housewives. Like, there's mm. nothing wrong with having big financial goals. I want to be a Real Housewife. Are you kidding? Yeah, girl, Yes. <laughs> living our best lives. We actually care about impacting people. We may want the money, that's fine, but it's not an empty desire. Like we really do want to help others. And I think the biggest thing though is we have a lot to fight for. Like it isn't just about us. For most of us, just failure isn't an option. And that level of commitment and persistence to see something through is the number one trait of successful entrepreneurs. Because success as an entrepreneur isn't about, it's not about being brilliant or coming in with a lot of experience or knowing what the hell you're doing no one knows what they're doing. No one. Any, anyone that's accomplished anything great, if they waited until they knew what they were doing, you would never know their names. Like None of that matters. My biggest thing, it's, it's not my quote, unfortunately, it's Tony Robbins. He's like, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is the potential for power. Execution is power. The fact that we as moms, we have such a strong desire that hopefully, if we get our minds right, will outweigh any doubts that we may have. Because when your doubts outweigh your desires, you don't act on anything that you want because you're scared. But when your desires outweigh your doubts, you take the leap because you know how much it would be worth it if you... Succeed. Well,
1: also I think that like when you were saying like if we waited until we were ready, I mean, that's kind of how motherhood is. None of us really know how to be a mother until we're a mother. And then we just figure it out as we go. We Google, we ask friends and starting a business in my experience has been just the same. We research what we can, we ask friends and then you just figure it out along the way. You got to leap and trust that the wings will come out, you know, as you're are A hundred percent, spot on. Okay, so tell us about my
0: you, and how it's changing the game of entrepreneurship. For
2: moms, yeah, we touched on a little bit, but MyBizU is an online program supporting moms across the globe and starting their own businesses. Because in our world, the traditional option society gives us is bullshit (laughs) for so many of us, and we shouldn't be expected to take what we've been given. I think. the goal of my You is to give moms a new option where they can design the perfect business for them that gets them what they want out of their lives professionally and personally. And my hope is that what I teach inside will completely change the game of entrepreneurship because I walk you through a framework for designing a business that's perfect for you, that taps into your passions, leverages your biggest strengths, fits into your schedule, allows you to make the money that you want to make and ultimately give you what you want. And then streamlining launching it. Get your business up and launched in a matter of weeks. Like it shouldn't cost a lot of money and it shouldn't be it shouldn't take you forever. Um so I really streamline streamline that process throughout the program. And then I provide the simple marketing strategy for getting it out there. A lot of people are scared like they're like I don't want to be spending all my time trying to find and get customers, clients, listeners, followers. You shouldn't have to. Uh, the marketing strategies I teach inside are automate everything. Um, and you do not need to know anything about tech because not only do I walk people step-by-step step through everything. So if you can follow step-by-step step directions, like you're golden. Probably easier than Ikea directions because those shit. Uh, 100% hard. because I use words. <laughs> right. And instead visuals. of weird pictures. Great. Yeah. <laughs> instead of these weird pictures, you're like trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, no decoding necessary. But yeah. So I don't just send everyone off on their own. Like i am really invested in my students and I offer ongoing support. So you You're not left figuring it out. Like every single week I give my students access to me. You can hop on a call, um, answer your questions, provide feedback on your progress. And of course, I mean, I'm your hype girl. So keep you motivated and encouraged throughout the entire process. You know, it's interesting. We have had um, Eve Rodsky
1: on the show and she, I don't know if you know, she wrote a book about, she's a um, mediator, a re- like a lawyer relationship mediator. And she wrote this book about the the motherhood load and how to treat it sort of like a business. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, it's, it's a really good book. And one of the things that she talked about is that the better, like as a business person, she was able to tackle motherhood in a really specific way. And so hearing you talk about this program makes me feel like some of these things that I'm learning from being an entrepreneur. I need to bring some of that bad bitch business energy into the way that I run my home as well. So it's almost like you're getting this for your business, but your program is also helping us create our home as a business. Yeah,
2: cuz I mean, life is all about priorities, not about balance. Um so it really helps you figure out okay, like what is most important to you? Because there's no like I of course, like I said I'm obsessed with my children, but like I in my heart I'm a career woman, like and I get that from my mom. I want time with my kids, but I also want to not be around, <laughs> around them when I don't want to be around them. You're preaching to the choir over here. Yeah, like I want to achieve, I have a lot of shit I want to get done. Like I, I have want a, a babysitter
1: downstairs so that I can get this shit done. So
2: yes. Uh, yes, yeah. I ship mine off to daycare and Perfect. It's, not, yeah, it's just, and I'm happier because of it. And I don't want to resent them later in life because I let them hold me back from things that were important to me outside of being their mom. And And so that's just so important. For us to really figure out if I'm not happy or I'm not feeling fulfilled, like what is missing and what is important? You know, some people, like I said, they want to build like a seven figure empire and buy, be on the real housewives. And others just want to pursue a creative outlet and see where it takes them, or mm. maybe just make enough income to buy some more athleisure wear, like whatever. Like we all have different goals, we all have different priorities. Yeah. So it's really figuring out what is that. Picture perfect scenario for you,
1: and frankly, also having a daughter myself, it's really important for me to model what it means to be more than a mom to her. Yeah, because that's an important lesson for me to to show my daughter that you can achieve a bunch of different things and be a mom. That's an important thing, and the more that I show her that by having time with her that's just with her, and then time that she's with someone else, so that I can pursue that, that's important. Yeah, like
2: me. I never looked at my because my mom was already always a career woman. I never look back at my. Life and think like, oh, well, that was a sacrifice for, t- you know, she took away time from me. Like I never, that never crossed your mind as a child. Like because when she was around, she was so present. And like, I mean, moms have an amazing way of doing that where they make it all look easy um, from a perspective of a child. But, but yeah, it's like I... I'm living my best life because I had that role model, you know, she was living hers. And, and so it really, like I said, is the least selfless thing you can do. If someone's interested in starting their own thing, where should they start? Join my Yes. (laughs) Um, no, for real though, like I make it so affordable. Like you can literally start for $67. Like I want to make sure that women know that they should not let money hold them back from their big dreams or time hold them back or their own self-doubt. Like I want to, make this accessible for everyone. And I would, you know, in addition to that, like take time today to like write down what you want. Take time to figure out, okay, like what do I, where do I see myself five years from now? And then commit to making it happen. You don't want to live the definition of insanity where you're doing the same thing over and over again and thinking like something magical is going to happen in your life. Like you have to do something to make what you want happen. And so I just say, go for it, like explore it, like be active and proactive in what you want even if it is a little scary and honestly the best way to get to where you want to be is to find someone that's there and ask them for directions and here I am plug all your things tell us all the things go 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 yeah, I'm at Laura Marks everywhere. Laura, L-A-U-R-A, and then it's Mark with a Z. Ooh, fancy.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: I like had to figure out how I say it because everyone wants to put an X. I was like, no, Mark, like as in marketing, Right? With a Z. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so Instagram is where I hang out the most. Otherwise, mybizu.com is where you should go. If you are excited about it, but you want to learn more about, you know, what kind of business you would even start, more about what all is entailed in the process, go to end the mom dilemma dot com. And I have a free training for everyone that they can access there as well.
1: Maybe we should open up a take out a placenta business.
2: You know what? I feel like there's a need. I there. do feel there's like there definitely. is a need. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Maybe maybe that's a we'll, we'll go on a separate call for that one. And we'll just see. We might need a medical degree, but let's just let's talk about that. Let's let's
2: <laughs> let's figure that one out.
1: No placenta left dot com. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was such a joy speaking to you. Ashley and I are going to have to join because man, we are just bumbling along trying to do the best we can. And we've done pretty well, but you know, you plateau and then you're like, I need more help than what I am capable of doing myself. So you will see us on there.
2: I would love to see you ladies on there. I would love it because I want to make your life as easy as possible. So you can focus on the parts of this that you absolutely love. I'm glad somebody does. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Well, have a great day. And uh, it was so fun talking to you. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Hashtag swag bag. So, hashtag swag
0: bag. So, today's hashtag swag bag is a show, and it is not Real Housewives. Aren't you guys proud of me? It is a new show on, I don't know if it's on HBO or HBO Max, but it's called Hacks, starring Jean Smart. It is so fantastic. She's basically like a Joan Rivers, Phyllis Diller type character, older lady, stand-up comedian who has a residency in Las Vegas, this young 20-something-year-old comic. Comedy writer, TV writer, I guess, did a bad tweet. She gets canceled and she's out of work and she ends up working for this comedian. And hijinks ensue. Firstly, you know, I'm not one of these people that's always like, I watch it because it's all women and all this. And and that's not usually my shtick. I do support it, but it's not like, I'm not like, I'm going to watch this just because of that. This cast is predominantly women.
1: Jean Smart. Loving she's her fantastic. since Designing Women. And she's done some amazing Lifetime movies. She's
0: so talented. You know, the only real character, male character, is a gay person of color. Paul W. Downs, who's he's just great. So it's really, really so good. I really recommend it. Check it out. I think you'll like it. It's just a feel-good. It's a show that's, like, fun and it'll make you feel good. They talk about a lot of coke on one episode,
1: which is fun. <laughs> Good times. I watched the Pink documentary that's on Amazon, and it is so good. Like, I had insomnia because I was so hyped up from this movie. I know that sounds like the dorkiest, Listen, chugiest thing I've said in it's a not really chugy, long time.
0: But it definitely is dorky. But, you know, I got so hyped up from the Home Edit show on Netflix,
1: I couldn't sleep. Yeah, that's, that's even like dorkier. such fucking nerd stuff. I've loved Pink for a long time. Like, I just want to be her friend. I feel like she would be down Agreed. with the momtourage, personally. the way So this whole documentary, I mean, it is about this massive world tour she did. But it's about her parenting during this world tour. Which, like, what a bold move. It's really about her as a mother and them as a family and how they make it work when really tours set parents up. Like, they families break up over tours. Like, women don't tour that much. Because it's really hard to be a mom and be a rock star, and she's like, "I'm the boss of 275 people, right? They depend on me, yeah." And that's hard to be a nice woman boss and one because the minute you try to get serious, people will call you a bitch. Yeah, she's like, and so I am really trying to break the mold in being like a woman CEO of a company, which is the company of me, yeah. But also be really, really twenty four seven available for my children. I'm so obsessed with this. It's amazing. And the way she parents is so fun. And I love how after every show, her and her husband are having some cocktails. <laughs> I love that. And it really highlights also like the things about her children that are different and how she's trying to honor raising them as different people, using their like, you know, like she's like, my youngest son is a psychopath. Like I'm legit concerned. But she's like, but I can't because he is me personified. No
0: wonder you feel such a kindred spirit I know. with her.
1: But it's So good and it has like a lot to do with what we just talked about with Lara, which is like how to handle being a boss and being a mom and how those things don't actually go against each other because you ask a busy woman to get something done and she will get it done and that the kind of priorities and care that you take with raising your children if you if you're a good mom you can use those same things in business it's just really good and she treats she doesn't have a high turnover of staff and she really treats them like they're her family and you can see it and it made me really sad because one of my earliest auditions in New York that I got really 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 really, really far in was to be a backup dancer for me really pain. yeah huh mm-hmm. in uh, 1999 for her very first tour with Insane. oh that's fun I think I saw her she opened right yep I got really far in because her backup dancer, so that made me sad because I could still be on her team. I know. But I probably wouldn't have had Luna, so you know, everything happens for a reason.
0: All right, guys, we've got sick kids, we've got kids destroying dead people things. We gotta go, we've gotta <laughs> run. Mom, life don't let anyone tell you you can't be a mom boss. You can be a woman rock star and still have your kid destroying dead people's stuff. You literally hear my child moaning right now. He's going. Ugh, uh, I do the same thing when I'm sick though, so I can't blame
1: him. We love you guys. You know what I do? I do what a cat does, which is hide away from people and die alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. all
0: right guys see you next week talk to you soon bye Bye. okay that's our show today folks thank you so much for giving us a listen please do not forget to rate review and subscribe we are out here on our own and these things really really matter
1: we want to hear from you tell us what you want to hear email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com
0: Follow us on Instagram at Podcast to hang out with us all week long.
1: We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.